You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Welcome. In today's episode, I am chatting all about your Facebook ads, how to read your data, how to know if your ads are working or not, and how to know how much to spend on each campaign. So join me as we dive straight in. Hi, and thanks for joining me today on the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. Today I'm chatting all about your Facebook ads how to actually read your results so you know which ads are working, which ads aren't, and how to get them to work better. So how to optimize them so you're getting a better return on ad spend. So let's have a little chat about some of the lingo and what you can actually see when you're looking at your results in your Facebook ads manager in the reporting and where else you can look for certain results. So one of the amazing things about advertising online is you can be putting out money, spending money, and actually seeing that the return that you're making. When we go back years and years and we were putting things on radio and we were putting things on TV, we just didn't know. If we had a few things running at once and maybe we got some people to our website, we didn't know if they were coming because they saw an ad on TV, because they heard the radio, or if they just happened to find it. Same if, you know, you're getting people into your brick and mortar store. Like it was really hard to measure. We always kind of said, you know, I know that 80% of my marketing is working. I'm just not sure which 80%. So these days, well, if we go back a few years, we could track every cent we spent on Facebook ads. It was amazing and such a great selling point, you know. So we could spend $1,000 and know exactly how much we made to the cent from that $1,000. It would track people from the moment they clicked on the Facebook ad Till they went through to your website and made a purchase and told us exactly how much they spent. It was fantastic. At the time, of course, there were things we complained about, but now looking back, oh, those were the days. <laughs> so going back a couple of years now, Apple launched these new updates. It was the iOS 14.5 and beyond updates that brought in all of these new rules around privacy. And you would have heard me talk about these before if you've listened to any previous episodes or you can link back to an old episode where I talk about the changes and what effects this had. But essentially, in short, what it did was stopped the ability for anyone that opted out of tracking. We can no longer see what they do once they leave the Facebook app. So we don't know if they go through to the website, if they actually end up adding to cart or making a purchase. So that makes it far trickier for Facebook to accurately report to us how much we're actually making from our ad spend. Now, for each business, it's slightly different how much reporting we're actually missing. I find for most of my clients, we're missing around half. It can be upwards of that. It can be up to sort of 70%. But generally, what I find is if that Facebook's reporting that we're getting a two times return on ad spend. And what that means is for every dollar we're putting into ads, we're getting $2 back. So it's uh, reported as ROAS, R-O-A-S, return on ad spend. If I'm seeing that, I can generally look at Shopify or whichever platform they're on and look to Google Analytics 
to fill some of those gaps. So Shopify or WooCommerce or whatever you're using to take your actual payment will always be the accurate data for how much money is coming into your hands, how much money are people spending on the store. However, that won't just be from your Facebook ads. If you're running Google ads, that will include sales from that. If you've got organic traffic coming from social media, if you've got people searching on Google, all of those things combined and your email marketing, they will all result in those sales. So you can't just go, okay, this is from our Facebook ads. However, if you weren't running any type of advertising, or if you were even, and then you only changed the fact that you started running Facebook and Instagram ads, then you can look at the changes that that's made to your sales. And you can kind of guesstimate or kind of estimate and go, well, you know, my sales have gone up by this much since I started those Facebook ads. Nothing else has changed. I haven't had any huge spikes in my engagement on socials or anything like that. So I'm going to hypothesize that most of that extra revenue coming through my business is from those ads. You can also use UTM tracking. So on your Facebook ads, you have the option at the ad level to enter UTM parameters, which will tell Google, okay, this particular click or this link came through from Facebook ads and which particular campaign, things like that. So I'm never relying solely on Facebook ads manager for reporting these days. I'm also looking at Google analytics and I'm also looking at Shopify or the dashboards to see, okay, which people are coming through from Facebook. But if you're not sure about any of that, and you just kind of want a rough estimate, okay, are my ads profitable? You could double whatever Facebook is telling you. So if it's telling you that you're getting two times return on ad spend, you go, okay, well, actually I'm getting four. However, if you're saying make $5,000 for the month, and then you look at your return on ad spend, and the value is actually showing you that you made $3,000 from Facebook ads. If you doubled that, it would make it $6,000, which is obviously more than you made in that month. So you know that that couldn't be true. So some of my clients, it's not two times. Some of them, it's 1.5. And we know all of this by doing these calculations and figuring out, well, actually that can't be accurate and going back and forth. And I don't do this at just looking at one month. I look at a few months and then constantly sort of going back and going, okay, is this still right? Is their reporting getting more accurate? Is anything going on that's changing these figures? Okay, so now that you know that what you're seeing on Facebook is not actually the true representation of what's happening, it might change your thoughts about your results because if you were getting two times return on ad spend, you know, that's not profitable unless you've got a really high profit margin. But if you're getting four times, actually, four times return on ad spend can be profitable, definitely, if you've got a healthy profit margin. So that could change things for you. So have a think about where I call these reported ROAS and estimated ROAS. So the reported would be the two, that's what Facebook's telling us. And the estimated would be the four. That's what I'm estimating based on all the other factors that it's actually making me. There are some things that are still accurate within Facebook. So there's your CPMs. So your CPM stands for cost per mention, which is cost per 1,000 impressions. So every kind of advertising you pay per impressions or you may pay per something else, but you can figure out the cost per impressions. So how much is it going to cost me for 1,000 people to see this in their newsfeed or stories or wherever you're putting the ads? That will fluctuate. So you're bidding in an auction process with Facebook ads. So you might be targeting women who are parents who live in Australia. And there might be many other brands targeting those same people. 
So they look at how much money you're spending. They look at the quality of your account. They look at lots of different factors. Is this something that people are engaging with? Do they like it? Is it good content? Because at the end of the day, they want people to have a great experience on their platform. And then that will decide if you win out in the auction process as opposed to somebody else and how much you're going to pay for your ad to be seen. So the lesser quality that your account is or your ad is, the more Facebook's going to charge you to actually have that seen, which is why it's always really good to have a strong organic social media strategy in line with your ads and not purely rely on your ads because Facebook will favor people who are engaging people on the platform as well. So your CPMs will fluctuate at different times of the year. The more competitive it is, the more that you will pay for people to see your ads. So at Christmas time, at Black Friday, end of financial year, Easter, Mother's Day, things like that, whenever there's more competition, you're going to pay more for the same amount of eyeballs to see your ads. So keep in mind your click-through rate and cost per click, which we're about to discuss, might stay the same, but if your CPM fluctuates and goes up, that will affect the results of your ads. Okay, so other results that are accurate because they happen within the platform are your cost per click, and I always look at cost per link click, not just cost per click, because that can be a click within Facebook. So how many people actually clicking on a link to go outbound or outbound link from Facebook ad to your website? For a completely cold audience, so you're introducing the brand story and you're getting people through for the first time, you want that to be under a dollar. If you run traffic campaigns, it's just getting really cheap traffic to your website, you'll pay a sort of less than 20 cents, but it may not be great traffic. So I always use the sales, well, not always, but mostly use the sales objective and that objective will change depending on how much data I've got. And I will talk about that in a moment. The other thing that you can look at is your click-through rate. So this is the percentage of people who see your ad who actually click through. So if we think about those thousand people that might be seeing your ad, how many of them are actually clicking on it? So this is your click-through rate. It's reported as a percentage. And for a cold audience, you're wanting to attract at least a 1% click-through rate. If you're getting a lower click-through rate than 1%, you might need to look at either your targeting or your actual ad creative, the messaging, you know, is it enticing enough? So if your cost per click is higher than a dollar, or if your click-through rate is less than 1%, those are the things that you need to look at. Now, some other key stats that you'll be able to see are the frequency, so how often people are seeing your ads. So for a top of funnel audience, or so a cold audience, I don't like that to go over two. So if someone's seeing those ads more than twice, that audience is potentially a bit small and you need to make it smaller. Sorry, you need to make it bigger or your budget smaller for that particular ad set because you want to make your audiences as big as possible so that Facebook have got a bigger pool of people to find and to talk to and to show your ad to. So when we're thinking about that and, you know, ads being shown and what we're telling Facebook, Facebook's a machine. You've heard a lot of chat lately about AIs and things like that. Facebook's always had an AI machine behind it that decides who wins in the auction and who they show which ads to and things like that. So we quite often use either a really large lookalike audience or a broad audience or even just a broad targeting. So it might be hundreds of thousands of people in your target audience or even millions. But based on your budget, maybe they can only show a couple of hundred people that day. So how do they decide who to show your ad to? 
Well, it comes down to your targeting, but also your ad quality and the type of people who are already taking action on that ad. So for the people that they can track, they're going, okay, what kind of people do go through and make this action? So that's when it comes down to what are you optimizing for? So when you're optimizing for a conversion, you're usually optimizing for someone to go through and view content, which means they just look at a product page. You can optimize for them to add to cart. You can optimize for them them to initiate checkout, or you can optimize for them to make a purchase. Now, the more data you have for these things, the better, because the AI has more data to work with and goes, you know what? I know exactly what kind of person purchases from this website. It happens all the time. You know, there's a hundred purchases a day, got heaps of data. So I'm going to show from those million people that you've put in your audience, I'm going to show these hundred or 200 today because they are most like those people that go through and purchase. So the less data you have, the less accurate they are in who they can show that ad to, because they're not quite sure what it looks like for the kind of person you're trying to attract. So if you're not getting 50 purchases a week, because you need 50 of an action per week for Facebook to optimize for something, you might like to try optimizing for something lower like add to cart or view content. Now, this isn't a hard and fast rule. Sometimes I don't have 50 purchases a week, but I still will get more purchases if I optimize for that. But you need to have some data. If you're not getting any purchases, Facebook won't know who to show your ad to. Also looking at your cost per click and your click-through rate in relation to what you're asking for. So if I'm asking Facebook to optimize for people who are most likely to view content, I'm gonna get some cheaper clicks. If I tell Facebook, hey, I want you to show this to people who are most likely to add to cart, it may cost me more for a click. However, it will cost me less for an add to cart. And we're still seeing some of that data reported regardless of the fact that we're not seeing all of it. If I go, hey, Facebook, show this to people who are most likely to make a purchase, it will cost me more for an add to cart and more for a click. And I'm generalizing here, but generally you'll pay more for those things, but you will pay less for a purchase, which is what you're after. So depending on which part of the funnel you're in, top of funnel, completely cold audience, generally I wouldn't be optimizing for a purchase because at that level, I just want people to go through, check out the website, check out the products. So I might just be targeting people who are likely to view content or add to cart. If it's a brand that's got a lot of data, then I could potentially go, hey, optimize for purchase. So this comes into it also when you're deciding how much to spend on your ads. If you're testing and you're building up this data, because the more data Facebook has, the more it can optimize and the better your ads will perform. If you're only spending $5 a day, it's going to take a really long time for Facebook to collect that kind of data. So the more you can spend, you can condense it down into less time. You're still going to spend the same amount, but maybe over less time, then Facebook is going to build up and get that data quicker and then it can start performing better for you. So the more that we can spend in a shorter period can be good, but you don't want to do this if you are new to Facebook ads and you're not sure which ones are working and what to turn on and off and things like that. You don't want to go gung-ho and just spend a thousand bucks and go, yeah, let's go for it in a day because you need to be able to be reactive and actually optimize those ads. So what are we looking for when we decide whether we keep an ad on or keep an ad or turn an ad off or which ones are performing? So firstly, you want to make sure in every ad set that you've got a few ads running. You don't want to just leave it up to one ad to do the job. 
because it might not perform well and you might think that's because of your targeting, but it might actually just be the ad, the image, the video, the messaging. So you want to always be testing a few different options. Videos tend to work really well at the moment, but you might have a carousel in there and an image. You might use the same text and just split test the creative, or you might use the same video and just split test different messaging. Once an ad's had around 2,000 impressions, so 2,000 people have seen it, then you can start to make decisions on it. So there's no point deciding to turn an ad off based on 100 people seeing it. You just don't have enough data. So once you've had that 2,000 impressions, you can go, okay, well, I've got three ads here. They've all had over 2,000 impressions. This one is getting me, it depends what you're trying for, remember. So if you're optimizing for view content and one's costing you $2 a click and one's costing you 50 cents a click, you're going to turn off the one that's actually costing you more per click. One might be getting a 2% click-through rate and one might be getting a 0.5% click-through rate. You're going to leave on the one that's getting a 2% click-through rate because it's actually getting people to click through. Now, if you're optimizing for purchase or add to cart, you would want the ones that are getting you the cheapest add to cart or the cheapest purchase. And it might be that the one that's getting you the cheapest purchase is costing you the most per click or per click-through rate. But you've got to look at it by which is getting you your end objective and the goal that you're wanting. If it's doing that job, then it doesn't really matter if the SOP stats don't match up. Most of the time, though, if you're spending enough and you've got enough data, the one that's getting the best click-through rate and the best cost per click is also going to be getting the best cost per purchase. So what can you do if your ads aren't performing well? One thing you can try is to optimize for something different. So if you're optimizing for purchases and they're just not purchasing, duplicate that ad set and try optimizing it for add to cart instead. You can also try to just test other creatives. So I've generally got at least 10 ads running uh, when I'm starting and I'm constantly turning ads off once they're hitting that 2000 impressions if they're not doing well, but then adding in new ones to test. Because even if an ad goes really, really well for a while, eventually it might fatigue or plateau out and just stop working. And you want to have some more up your sleeve that you've tested ready to jump in and take its place so that if you turn off that ad, there's more ready to run. So always be testing new creatives, always be freshening things up, and it can come down to testing a button. So top of funnel, I might just use the learn more button, but bottom of funnel, when I'm targeting a warmer audience, I'm always using the shop now button because you can be a bit more salesy with those people. They already, you know, have heard about the brand. You're starting to know, like, and trust you. And you can go, hey, you know, it's time to actually check out now. So come and shop now. So looking at those different objectives and the frequency will also tell you if your audience size is big enough. So remembering if you're getting a really high frequency, you might want to increase the audience size. Now, if you're retargeting, so you're showing people who have done something on your website, maybe people who have added to cart, you can afford for that frequency to be a lot higher because they are of a much higher intent. So, you know, going up to sort of like a 15 times frequency is okay if you're targeting a really warm audience. So it can change. So how much should you actually spend on your Facebook ads? And this will come down obviously to your budget and things, but I did mention that you know, if, if you're spending only a very small amount, you're not going to be getting those results. So think about what your um, objective is and what you're trying to do. And this will be different. You'll have different campaigns running if you're running a funnel, which I do suggest. So top of funnel, it might be, look, I want to get people just to click through. So say it's costing you a dollar per click, and then you want to spend $5 a day. 
you know that you're going to get around five clicks a day to your website from that campaign. $20 a day, you're going to get 20 clicks. So if you've got a 2% conversion rate and only two out of 100 people are purchasing and you're only setting 20 clicks a day, you know, you're going to need to increase that budget to get some sales. Also with your add to carts and your purchases that you might be optimizing for, if it's costing you $20 a purchase and you're only spending $5 a day, you know, you're only going to get one purchase to come through every four days. So you always want to make sure your budget is above what it's costing per that action. So if it's costing you $20 for a purchase, you want to have that budget sort of at 20 or 40 or 60 and try and optimize for more of those actions. However, if we think about the funnel, and I talk about this a lot um, on the blog and in previous podcast episodes, the funnel, top of funnel is a cold audience. Middle of funnel are a warmer audience. Maybe they've engaged with you on socials. Maybe they've been to the website and just checked out product. Bottom of funnel, they've added to cart maybe, and they just haven't checked out yet. Now, if you picture a funnel, the top of the funnel is always wider and that has more people in it. So you need to be spending more budget at that top of funnel than you do at middle and at bottom of funnel. A lot of people go, but Karen, I'm getting all my sales at bottom of funnel, so I'm just going to crank that budget up. It doesn't work because you always need to be feeding it in at the same sort of ratios. So you need to always be feeding more in your top of funnel to make sure that there are people joining your bottom of funnel all the time. So you might be spending sort of 50 to 80% of your budget on bringing in cold audiences and between, you know, 50 and 20% of your budget actually retargeting those audiences with a middle and bottom of funnel. So it's important to be spending in correlation to how many people are in that audience as well. So I was hoping to be helpful in sort of helping you to optimize your ads today and know when to sort of turn things off when they're not working and, you know, when to make those decisions. But I would love to answer your other questions on Facebook ads as well. So if you do have a question for me, head to the website, unstoppableecom.com forward slash podcast, and you can submit a question there for me to answer on the podcast. So I'll look you up in the show notes as well so you can just click through. But do reach out and let me know what questions you have about Facebook ads so that I can answer them for you in a future episode. I hope you've enjoyed this one and I will catch you in the next episode. Do you want to make 2023 your best year ever? Create a thriving e-commerce store with profitable Facebook ads. I'm running a 12-week live round of our award-winning program, Ecom Igniter, where you'll learn exactly how to implement our agency-tested profitable Facebook ad funnel into your business. You won't just learn about Facebook ads. I'll ensure you have everything set up and ready to make the most of them. You know your numbers in your business. You'll get super clear on your audience, create content that converts, have a traffic ready website, ready to turn those browsers into buyers. You'll implement an effective email marketing strategy and then and only then start running our proven ad strategy to grow and scale your online store. So if you want the skills, knowledge, and support to be unstoppable in 2023, join the Ecom Igniter waitlist at ecomigniter.com.